0: hey mama you're listening to the supernatural childbirth mamas podcast this is a place where we want to encourage you edify you by bringing together moms who have experienced a supernatural childbirth all of us got our journey on this started by reading a book called supernatural childbirth by jackie mize it was a book written in the 1980s but it is still impacting moms today the fact that we are no longer under the curse of the law because of Jesus Christ, we're under the blessings of the law. So one of those curses was pain and childbirth, and we can be free from that. So us moms have come together. We've believed for that in our own births. Um, we're bringing other moms in so you can hear those stories and hear those testimonies and be encouraged. That's why we're here. If you have a similar story, reach out to us. We would love to have you on the podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Be sure to search in groups for Supernatural Childbirth Mamas. We're there, it's a, a community of hundreds of women who are there to encourage each other, lift each other up, pray for each other. It's been amazing getting to know all of you. Uh, in the future, we're hoping to have more small group settings of either uh, trainings in faith and trainings as uh, for being a mom or just group settings where we pray together. We're working towards that and we're looking for leaders. If you have it in your heart to lead other women in this way, let us know, reach out to us. Uh, If you search in the Facebook group, there's actually a form to fill out. So can't wait to dive into today's podcast.
1: Hey, Supernatural Mamas, I'm Libby and today I'm here with Anna. Hey, Anna, are you here? Hey, Yes, I'm here. Hey, we're so excited to have you. Anna is a stay at home mom of three from Nashville, Tennessee. And God's given Anna just a heart to serve and encourage other mamas. And she also has her own podcast that focuses on just godly motherhood. And that's called Mama's Village Arrows. And I know you can find that on where can you oh, find that, Anna? Any platform, any platform,
2: the awesome. Apple
1: podcast, Spotify,
2: and any other ones. I don't really uh-uh. know all of them. but
1: <laughs> Right. Well, I would encourage all you mamas to go check that out for sure. And we'll let you tell us more about that later, but let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast. Absolutely. So I'm just going to open us up in prayer real fast, and then I'm going to let Anna share her story. So, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for this time. I just pray that um, you would give Anna the right words, um, that she would be able to share her testimony, uh, and that it would touch other women's lives, Father. I just pray that you just encourage women who are listening, uh, women that are pregnant, women that are believing for a baby, Father. um, Just pray that you bless them through this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I'm so happy to have you here, Anna.
2: I'm so excited to be here. This is actually a really big milestone for me. I I've imagined being able to do this as I was like listening to other people do the podcast. I wanted to share my story before I had a story and share a testimony before I had one. So this is super exciting. Um for me.
1: I love how God like puts that on your heart before you even yeah. do it. It's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we chatted a little bit prior to the podcast and I know there's some things that you really want to touch on for the mamas listening today. Um, But first off, I want to ask how did you hear about supernatural childbirth or how did God uh, reveal that to you?
2: Yeah. um, So I actually, I got the book before my first, who is now seven. Um, So I, read that book then and I actually got that from somebody at my church had just recommended it um, to me. So awesome.
1: um, yeah. And so how did that impact so so you're a mom of three. So you've had three Babies. Right. Tell, tell me about yeah. your other pregnancies, your other births. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: my first was, um, you know, like I said, seven years ago, she's seven. Um, and I definitely, like i read the book and I did the prayers in the book and spoke the prayers. I just, you know, had read the book over one time and I did do the prayers. So throughout my pregnancy, um, and I had, I did not have a supernatural birth with her, Um, I did have a vaginal birth and it was smooth, um, but, and no complications or anything like that. The pregnancy was smooth, no complications, but Mm -hmm. not supernatural. Very, very natural. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I did have to have an epidural with her. Um, We just kind of got to the point where I was not dilating anymore because I was not relaxed and kind of let fear take over. I remember a point in that labor where I thought, oh my gosh, how much longer is this going to go? And how more, much more is it going to hurt? And as soon as I had that thought, I couldn't even take the contractions anymore. Like it was mm-hmm. just spiraled from there. <laughs> so, um, but I got a epidural and literally within like an hour or two, she was born. So, wow. um, so it was a total, just mind space and a relaxation point for me where I just, I tensed up too much. So, um, which is very similar to what Jackie talks about in the book of just like Mm -hmm. keeping your mind, um, at peace and not letting fear take over. And that's exactly what happened there, but Mm -hmm. praise God, it was still just, you know, very smooth and, and she was perfectly healthy and everything went great with that one. Um, and then my second, she's five. And um, at about 38 weeks with her, I had a great pregnancy with her. Um, I didn't I, it was I was very busy with <laughs> with my first it was so I didn't actually speak as much as I should have, you know, looking back um, mm-hmm. and just like praying over the pregnancy and stuff because I was I just felt like I was very distracted with my toddler and you know they're 23 months apart so they're just it was. Women that have a toddler and are pregnant are superheroes. I'll just tell you mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> um, but anyway, so with her, I actually, um, at 38 weeks, I didn't feel her move for a little while. And um, so that was totally God, though, because I did have, like, a very strong, you know, intuition to go to the hospital. And I when I realized, like, she hadn't moved so mm-hmm. I, I went to the hospital and they, you know, hurt. She was losing oxygen. They did not know why, but they said we need to get her out now. So we went ahead and we had to have a C-section on her and um, she was perfect though. And we were there right in the nick of time. I mean, it was such a miracle. Like God just protected her through that whole thing mm-hmm. because I, they even said, if you would have waited until you were bleeding, you would have had 30 minutes. We would have had 30 minutes to get her out or she wouldn't have made it. And we're 45 wow. minutes away from the hospital. That it wouldn't have, so it was just so God that he just took care of her. Like, it mm-hmm. was, that he just, that was amazing. And I was just so grateful, you know. We still didn't have like an answer as to why that happened. I had a placental abruption. I, I guess that's the answer. But we didn't know why I had a placental abruption. So um, anyway, so... Then, um, I, we, we kind of, you know, took a, took a little break. We had two under two, so we, um, didn't try or anything from there. Um, but once, um, I think Inslee was three, we started trying again, um, to have another baby. Um, and then let's see, I actually got pregnant, um, in 2021 and I, uh, miscarried at seven weeks with that pregnancy. Um, mm. and with that pregnancy, I just, um, started bleeding at seven weeks. So, um, I actually, once I started bleeding, since I already had read supernatural childbirth, I started speaking to that baby to live Mm -hmm. at that point and um just really uh stood on the word like just no this is not going to happen I'm not going to miscarry and um three days later I I actually did miscarry and so um I had to pray through that. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And, and I will get to God did give me some amazing answers with that, mm. that, that I will um, get to, but um, I got pregnant again about six months later. Well, I guess it was more like eight or nine months later. Um, and I went to my first appointment with this one and They, you know, did the little ultrasound at eight weeks and, uh, there was no heartbeat, uh, Mm. again. And so this is like less than a year apart and the baby's measuring at five weeks and five days. And I, you know, am thinking that I'm eight weeks and I know that I'm eight weeks, but for them, since it's measuring at five weeks and five days they couldn't call it a miscarriage yet because you can't see the heartbeat when they're that little a lot of Mm -hmm. times so they said that I had to come back in eight days and they had to look at it again so during those eight days I again believed and stood on the word and just spoke and spoke and spoke over this baby like I did nothing but homeschool my children and (laughs) and, uh, Mm -hmm. speak to this baby or listen to praise or listen to preaching, just all kinds, you know, just constantly like speaking over the baby for eight days. And Mm. um, we went back and there was still no heartbeat. And so at this point, I am just crushed. Like I was not in a good headspace at that point. Um, I didn't Mm -hmm. understand, like, I didn't understand why, like for me in my mind, like, why did God's word not work? Why, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. And not, and you know, people say things to you like, well, you never know, like, you know what God just knows more than you do. And maybe there was something wrong with the baby, you know, all this stuff that people say. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, no, like that. That does not make sense. If God's word is his word and mm-hmm. I believe his word, and then this did not happen, if you can have faith like a mustard seed and move mountains, right. and I believe that, then that's not true. This doesn't make sense. Like, the, A was not equaling B. Like, this was not making sense to me. And I was really questioning everything. I mean, I've grown up in the church. I've grown up in faith-based churches and, you know, just always believed that you speak it and it happens, you know, like you pray, and yeah. it happens, you pray the word, it happens. And that did not happen. And so, you know, I had a DNC and everything and, you know, they, the, the days after that were just kind of dark and I was, really just questioning God. And I was mad at God. And I wasn't really talking to him at this point. Like I was just Mm -hmm. not like in a horrible place, but just really like, just did not understand. Like I was just really Mm -hmm. conflicted inside and really trying to understand. And so I just, you know, God is so good though. Like he's so amazing that even when we are mad at him which is just ridiculous you know I mean we are his kids and he, you know like he's still so good and he just loves us so much and um, so he he just spoke to me and I don't always hear like you know just like direct quotes from God but I did hear this in my spirit very plainly and he said honey you can't go from zero to a hundred you can't run a marathon you've never trained for. Mm. And it hit me so like hard just, and it was such a huge revelation for me of just realizing that, oh my gosh, like this isn't you, this is me. Like, I mean, obviously we know God is God. We know he's perfect. We know it's not him. Like we really know that, but like in those moments, you're just going, what in the world? And I just had to look at myself and really reflect on myself and where I really was in my faith level and where Mm -hmm. my faith level really was. And yeah, you can speak and speak and speak, but not really have full faith and not doubt in your heart. The word is very clear. You You have to have faith and not doubt in your heart. It's very clear on what it's saying you know?
1: yeah, Mm -hmm. And
2: so I had to be fully honest, like, you know what? No, I did. I I don't have that in that area of my life. It's not fully developed. And, you know, then he reminded me, he's like, where did you see fruit anywhere during those eight days? Did you, where did you see me show up? And I thought, you know what? I had so much peace and joy during that time. Like I wasn't happy and it was hard, Right. but I had peace and I could maintain my peace and I could maintain my joy. And then he reminded me like, that's what you've been working on for like 10 years is like you've been studying and speaking that in your life for over Mm -hmm. 10 years. And that's what your focus has been like. That is fully developed in you that part of your walk and you know, the word is fully developed in you to where you can walk through trials with peace and joy. But like in our minds, like raising some like a someone from the dead and stopping a miscarriage from happening for our minds, that's a big thing in our minds. Like it's not for God, but for us it's big. And Mm -hmm. so we really have to vigilantly like renew our mind to the word If we're going to believe for something like that Mm -hmm. and just being able to face like, okay, my faith was not there. I was not ready for that. I was not in that headspace and realizing that, okay, well then I need to level up, you know, in that area of my life. Mm -hmm. And so um, from there it was just, making sure that I inundated myself with the word of God in that area. So like Mm -hmm. I wrote down every scripture I could find on childbirth and on full term pregnancies and every promise of God I could find on it. And I wrote it down like, and I wrote it down in command form, like Mm -hmm. speaking to my body and I studied it and I just, I listened to this podcast and I, um, I, um, listened to Jackie Mize's book and I, you know, I just did everything I could think of to wash my mind and renew my mind of, to the word of God in that area. Yeah. So that was just like a huge hurdle for me of like, okay, <laughs> I, I have to level up my faith in this area. And like Jackie Mize talks about that, about your faith level. And knowing where your faith level is and um, where your body is and like, you know how she talks about like a normal, a normal person and their body and what they can do. They might be able to believe for a supernatural childbirth easily, but Mm -hmm. you don't have normal body, then you might just be able to believe for a, a a pregnancy, a, you know, full Mm -hmm. pregnancy. So that was kind of, um, you know, where God was leading me and just realizing my faith level. And so my thing was then from there was like, okay, God, then this is where my faith level is. I, if I'm going to have more kids, I need to know a clear answer as to why these miscarriages happened. And I need a easy solution like medically. Mm -hmm. And if I can medically get, an answer for why and an easy solution, then I know that I can do this. And so, and it's just, it's amazing how God meets you there. Like, he's not mad at you for where like, you're at. It's okay. He's okay with it. He, he just wants to meet you wherever you are. And so that's what he did. Like, it was amazing. I, um, I skip, I'm skip, Gonna skip a little bit of, of all of it. Cause it's just like, It would take forever to tell every detail of of the whole thing. But I did get testing done and um, it ended up that my blood was clotting. Mm. And the doctor, the uh, maternal fetal medical doctor said, Anna, I can tell you for certain that the reason you had your placental abruption and your two miscarriages is for sure because your blood was clotting and this is what we're going to do to solve that problem like Mm. it was amazing i was like wow Wow. okay (laughs) thank you god like james 1 5 like that's what i was claiming over and over and over again is like thank you that you give the doctors clear answers and easy answers with an easy solution according to james 1 5 we ask for wisdom you give it to us Mm -hmm. and gosh i mean he just did it was amazing And, you know, just because I am believing for the doctors to have clear answers and to have a medical reason as to why and an easy answer, that doesn't mean I'm not putting my faith in God. Right. And I feel like sometimes we get that messed up sometimes. Like he's, he's okay with that. Like Mm -hmm. he can use doctors. He can use that medical side to help us if that's where we're at. Now, did I have to have that? I mean, could he have supernaturally done this? Absolutely. But I just wasn't there at the Mm -hmm. time. I just wasn't at that point yet. And I think that, you know, we have to consider trauma and emotion with the supernatural sometimes. And that's okay. You know?
1: So I think, I think that's so right, because I think we can sometimes get so religious and get so stuck in like, oh, it can only be one way. Absolutely. You know, when in all reality, like we are a three part being, we have a yeah. body, you know, we live in a natural world. So I, um you know, I don't think it's going against God to seek out other help and, you know, to take care of our bodies and, and in that, in that thing too. But I, I just wanted to touch on this real quick because I wrote this verse down. You had mentioned renewing your mind. So I just thought of Romans twelve two, And it says, yeah. do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I love how um, you kind of mentioned, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to butcher the way that you said it though. Um, I'll just say it in my own words, but yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned, uh, just like speaking the prayers over yourself and in that way too, I think we can get really religious about Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if I say this prayer this many times, or if I just say it every day, you know, Mm -hmm. like then, then, Mm -hmm. then somehow that's going to (laughs) uh, get me what I want in the end when in all reality, like this verse is literally telling us that it's renewing our mind And, and that's, what's giving you faith is by right. speaking the word over yourself. You know, exactly. so, I yeah. love
2: how you said that. I wanted to say that. So, yeah, no, I love that. And that's the thing is that we are in the way that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem. It's, it's not, it's not that we need like God's this genie in a bottle. We're like, Oh, we need, you know, we, we need help. We need to speak this. It's, right. it's us. Like he did everything. Mm-hmm. He did everything. Isaiah 61. He took everything Mm -hmm. he took our sickness our pain our trauma he did he took it all on the cross he did it all but like he gave us the power and we have to use the power we Mm -hmm. have to put that work in and faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word Mm -hmm. of God so like we can't just expect to just have faith Like, and just be able to speak to the mountain, because at the same time, you know, on top of that, we've got so many things coming into our mind. There's Mm -hmm. so many outside things coming into our mind. So we have to be able to combat that as well with the word of God. Mm And that's just, that's just the world we live in right now. And so... That was just such a huge thing for me. And really not only like for this particular situation, but it helps me in every area of life. Like you don't just like let life happen to you. You've got to be able to be strong and stand against Mm -hmm. these these spiritual things because our, our, our war is not of flesh and blood, but it's in the spirit. So we have to be able to, um, to be ready for, for battle whenever it comes. And Mm -hmm. in order to do that, we have to be strong in God's word, because that's the sword of the spirit. And if we don't know it, if we don't have it in our hearts and it's not written on our hearts, then we can't use it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, God's given you all this. And that's kind of how I felt like, oh, my gosh, Anna, God's given you everything you need. And you're just not, you're not it in. And so anyway, um, let's see. I love that. I love um what you were saying I'm trying to remember where
1: I was now I'm sorry I probably cut you off no
2: you didn't at <laughs> all I was just like oh, wait, where was no. I?
1: so I know you touched on the two miscarriages and yeah. I wanted to ask you too did that so after yeah. the confirmation with the doctor um, yes moving forward did you feel encouraged by that or, or was that kind of like fear inducing yes so
2: it was it was as, it was emotional.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: so it was two it was kind of two parts. it was and God really had to like bring me through that because on the one hand, as a woman, you should be able you that's like our calling, right? Like that's we feel called. most most women feel called to have children, and like that's like mm-hmm. what we, you know, and knowing that in the natural, I can't do that on my own without help Mm -hmm. medicine is that was a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, and like I said, like, of course God can literally do anything. He, he could absolutely, you know, heal me of that. And, um, but I, and then on the other hand of it, I was so glad to have answers.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I had that mama intuition that it was blood clotting. So it was very much a confirmation of what I was thinking. And I had a mama intuition that there was something wrong, that it wasn't just two flukes. Mm-hmm. I, I had like a feeling, you know, and so it was good to have answers. But then on the other side of that, I am very naturally minded and I was not even, I didn't even want to take a baby aspirin, much less a blood center. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I do not want to do this. And so, of course, my researching mind is like researching everything I can to like figure out how to thin my blood naturally. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just tried to do. And honestly, the thing is, is I, I feel like God really was stretching my faith in that way because it wasn't it wouldn't be like my way of doing it. Like I had to believe God to help me or to make it smooth. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. make sure there's no side effects from the blood thinners, make sure that it doesn't thin my blood too much or too little or, you know, you just hear so many things about blood thinners. And so I had to really, um, go through a journey with that as well. And I remember I was researching, researching, researching and getting more and more out of peace. Mind you as I'm Mm -hmm. researching. (laughs) And, um, I just, you know, I went to bed one night we were on vacation and I had been just really like inundated with this, like talking about it all the time, just annoying my husband to all end, I'm sure. And, um, (laughs) and, then he and then I I went to bed that night and I actually woke up in the middle of the night and sometimes God can talk to me in the middle of the night because mm-hmm. my mind is kind of aside and I'm not like thinking too much mm-hmm. and um, so I I go to the bathroom and I just hear like so plainly and I just take the blood thinners um as soon as I heard him say that I um, and not audibly I just heard him in my heart like just kind right. Of And I just needed a confirmation because I just was like, I just, I need that confirmation so that I know for sure that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I will trust you. I will trust you through it if that's what I'm supposed to do. I just really did not want to do it. I mean, I was, like I said, even contemplating a baby aspirin. (laughs) So, So anyway, I was emailing back and forth with my doctor and she's a holistic doctor. I'm um, very naturally minded. And, um, so I asked her, I just like said, you know, and we were kind of going back and forth and I said, what would you do if you were me? And I said, I know you can't like, you know, recommend certain things like, cause it's kind of out of her wheelhouse. But I said, what would you do? And she was like, I would do the blood thinners. She said, with your history, I would do blood thinners. And I'm like, okay, well that's the confirmation that I needed. So, I had decided then and I, I had total peace about it. It was amazing. Once I just like let it go and just did, you know, just settled in my mind that God was going to take care of everything else that I, I just had so much peace. And um, I think that that's just so important for us to remember that like mm-hmm. sometimes the way that we imagine something or even the way that we feel is quote unquote wrong or like not in the box that we want it to be in that it's that that's exactly where God wants us to be because that that stretches our faith and that makes us fully trust in him and not in our own ability to do anything so I think that that was just his way of like meeting me where I was but also stretching my faith and making sure that I was fully reliant on him during this whole time. So that's the thing too. It's not like I was depending on these blood centers. I just was like, okay, God, this is, this is how we're doing this. Okay. And so it was, but it was emotional, you know, it was not the easiest thing, but God really like carried me through. Cause like these blood centers were actually shots that I had to do in my stomach. And so, you know, that part of it was like, not fun but it was amazing how God's grace was there with me through it and it really wasn't that big of a deal like it was if somebody would have told me I was doing that five years ago I would have been like oh my gosh no you know (laughs) but it was amazing how God just like carried me through that and helped me do that with so much grace it was just it was just an easy thing almost so um, anyway, so as I'm going through this, I, I did get pregnant that next month. It was just such God's timing wow. for me to get pregnant. I got pregnant like literally two weeks after I had fully settled everything with like, cause I didn't even know it was shots. Like the doctor didn't tell me that they were shots and And so, like a week before, I found out the shots, and I'm like, "What?" So it was just really, though, like God's timing that, like, I figured all this out, I settled everything in my mind, and then I got pregnant. It wasn't like, Mm -hmm. and they handed me these shots, and I'm like, "What?" (laughs) You know. So God was good to like get me fully settled with it before I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Because we had been trying, it was like our sixth month of trying. So, um. So anyway, um. I got pregnant. And of course, as soon as I get pregnant, the fear comes in. And that's something that Mm -hmm. I, I had to fight my whole pregnancy. And sometimes it was strong. I mean, really strong, because like you said, we are spirit, mind and body. So it's not like my my body remembers what happened. And, you know, so that trauma comes back, you know, the seventh week, like that's when I miscarried my first one that that came back and, and then I had to fight and then When we went that very first ultrasound, oh my goodness, it was like my whole body. I felt like I was going to explode, you know, just from just anxiety. But just because you feel it doesn't mean that you're in sin or you're like, or you're wrong. You, you fight that fear and know that God is meeting you where you are and it's okay. Like, it's okay that you feel it. It's just, it's something that it's a, it's a battle that you're fighting. And I think that I, and a lot of times I would, I would feel like, oh my gosh, am I not having faith and, and get legalistic about it. And that's, mm-hmm. that wasn't the thing. It was just my, my body remembered, my mind remembered, and we're just fighting this, but I was, I was coming at it from an offensive position this time. And mm-hmm. I was coming at it in a ready position position rather than it just, you know, a defensive position where it's like, oh, no, it's happening, and you're trying to defend it. I was coming at it from a totally different angle and ready for it. Yeah. And um, I did speak. I had, a, I had a whole notebook. I bought a notebook specifically for the pregnancy, and I spoke over um, the baby and over myself every single day only for my mind not Mm -hmm. even in a legalistic way but it was just for my mind because gosh that fear just it comes back and you have to be constantly renewing you know and I would say like I'll quote some of my um some of what I wrote down just to kind of give an idea of what I would um speak but like I said like the Lovinox does its job and it sends my blood the perfect and right amount to sustain the baby's heartbeat and growth, but never too much or too little. There are no side effects from Lovinox, every appointment. Um, the doctors have full wisdom from you to see anything that may come while it's far off, according to James five and Psalm 91.4, you know, and I would just speak these things mm-hmm. over and over just like that. And just like in authority um, in an offensive position, like this is what's going to happen. And um, so it was just a whole totally different um, pregnancy and I, it was actually an amazing pregnancy. It was the best pregnancy I'd ever had. For wow. sure. I um, I was really, I after that first trimester was like when I did settle, you know, and mm-hmm. I, was, I was much <laughs> calmer <laughs> um, after that first one and, and there were a lot of you know, ultrasounds and there were a lot of things that they, they monitored me a lot and I just had decided from the beginning, which is again, not really what I would want, you know, but because I was on the blood centers and the history and all that, I, I, I did what they wanted me to do Mm -hmm. because it was just not the fight that I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight for my baby. And so I just kept my focus there and I didn't worry about, you know, them wanting to monitor and all the things that they wanted to do. I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I had a great pregnancy. I even spoke over like my, the, the amount of weight that I wanted to gain, like every detail I spoke over and it like happened like clockwork. I spoke that there would be no, um, issues at any appointments and there never was, um that all the ultrasounds were clear they always were you know just things like that that um
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know that that fear would want to rise up in yeah so um so then sorry i had to get a drink <laughs> Good. um so i um at about 30 weeks is when i kind of started to have a little um really PTSD from my second from, um, having that C-section and her not moving and all of that kind of came back, which I was honestly a little surprised about just because, you know, in my mind, like she was, God saved her. And so I didn't think that that was really a big thing, but I think again, you know, your, your spirit, mind and body. So your body remembers all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I, again, had to fight fear. And I started writing everything down again and speaking over my delivery and over exactly what I wanted that to be like. And um, I – they they wanted to induce me at uh, um, 38 weeks. And, again, I just was not in a position where I was, like, there wanting you. to fight them on this. Okay. Um, but I did think about Jackie Mize and how she was scheduled to be induced for like almost all of her kids (laughs) and that never happened. So I was like, you know what, God, like I'll go ahead and schedule this induction. And I just, I'm just going to believe that this is going to happen on July 8th. And I was scheduled for an induction on the 11th. So, um, I, just really just spoke that. And that was one of the things I wrote down is that I'll do it labor on July 8th and that it'll be uh, quick and easy and painless and all the things. And so um, I'm looking for that page that I, that I spoke. Um, There's things with. anyway. So um, on July 8th, I actually did go into labor
1: Tomorrow. and
2: it was awesome. I was like I can't believe this is happening, but it's happening. <laughs> but um, I was actually in denial a lot of my labor because I just really was like, oh my gosh, how is like because it wasn't really that um it wasn't painful at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I was at my house and I started to like just get more and more intense contractions. Like it was like like I had been having contractions, but they weren't, they were just kind of Braxton Hicks. And, um, I just started walking that morning and I just was speaking to my body to go into labor because that was the day that I wanted to go into labor. Like I prepared, like I was going to go into labor that day. Um, and I, um, started speaking to my body and then around like, I don't know, 11 or 12, I was kind of to the point where my my two sweet little girls were like <laughs> massaging me and being really sweet, and helping Aww. through contractions and stuff. And I really wanted to labor at home for as long as I could because, again, I did not want to go to the hospital. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but because I was on the blood thinners, I had to go, had to do it at the hospital. It just wouldn't have been a wise thing for me to mm-hmm. do it. Here. So, um. So anyway, I labored at home, though, as long as I could, and as soon as I, like, I kind of felt like I didn't want my kids with me anymore because they were just getting really intense. Mm-hmm. They still didn't hurt, but it was just kind of like, uh, I don't think you guys need to be in here anymore. Like, I need you to go somewhere else kind of thing, mm-hmm. and so um, I called my sister and my mom to come over, and they came over, and my kids went with their uncle and um so they were they were good and once they left was kind of when i was able to really um go and like go into active labor i felt like just cuz i knew that they were that they were okay and everybody was settled and um so yeah the the contractions just got more and more intense but i was still kind of honestly in denial like i don't know i don't know if it's real and i'm like telling my mom and my sister i'm like please don't don't look at me like i'm fine <laughs> just pretend like this is just like, we're just hanging out. (laughs) They're like ready, you know, they're like, (laughs) like, are you having another one? And I'm like, I don't know. Just leave, leave me alone. Just just sit here and talk to me. (laughs) They're like, okay. (laughs) So so we were just, we just talked and um, just kind of like nothing was going on. And I just kind of breathed through my contractions. And then I decided to go in the shower and just kind of like, you know, see if they'll slow down. Cause I was kind of trying to like do everything like walk and sit and, and take a shower and just like make sure that they're real, real, mm-hmm. which is so funny because like now looking back, I'm like, I mean, obviously they were real because like, I mean, I couldn't talk through some of them, but I'm just, you know, in denial. But anyway, so I got in a shower and I was telling my sister, you know, when my contractions were and she was timing them. And she said, Anna, the app says that we should go to the hospital. And I just was like, Oh, cool. She was like, All right. And so I just kept on taking a shower and completely ignored the app's um recommendation. And um I uh I got out of the shower and you know, contractions were still going. And then they kind of stopped like they weren't consistent. And that was my biggest thing. I'm like, they're not consistent, you know, but my mm-hmm. doula, she was like, well, it's your third. So they might not be fully consistent. Like, you know, everything will kind of happen all at one time. So it's, you know, it doesn't mean it's not real. Right. And so Anyway, um, I, um, I remember like, feeling like oh man like I'm really getting bad cramps and so I asked my sister to rub my back and she was rubbing my back and then my water breaks and I was like oh my gosh my water just broke because she was like oh my gosh and I was like oh my gosh this is happening it's actually happening she was like yeah <laughs> like obviously but for me I just didn't really feel like this could be it because it just wasn't really that like I'm like I just remember my labor with my first and that was just so so painful that I just thought there's no way this is it you know and so I just was like okay okay and I'm like that was the only thing that was going to convince me my water breaking (laughs) was the only thing that's convinced me that this is actually it (laughs) and I couldn't believe it was happening on July 8th I'm like I can't like really this is the like it's really this is happening okay it's happening so anyway I um had to just go to the toilet because like I was, the water was breaking, it wasn't stopping, you know? And so, um, <clears throat> which it's so funny to me in the movies, the water breaks, but it stops. It, actually, that's not how it happens in real life. Right. Like, that's not real. Like it just keeps gushing <laughs> for me anyway. But, um, so I, uh, my sister and my husband and my mom, like all are loading the car up. And I'm just on the toilet and I can't get up. And because it just keeps coming out, and my sister's like, We have got to go. And I'm like, I know, but I can't get off the toilet. And so she's like, Just come on, it's fine. So we just like get in the car, even with my water breaking. And um, so we like, my husband he drove like a complete crazy person getting to the hospital because as we're going to the hospital, like those contractions got super intense and really, really close together. And so um, he is bobbing and weaving through everybody and just, I mean, he got there in probably 10 minutes and the hospital is like 30 minutes away from us. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) which I mean, I was just like thankful, like a cop didn't, stop us or, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But so we get there and um, I get up into the you know place where they're checking you in. And the nurse was like, um, just not really convinced that I was about to have a baby. And she was just kind of taking her time. And I'm starting to have even more intense contractions and my doula gets there and she sees me and she's like, Oh, Oh wow. Like this is happening. Um, and then as like the nurse is checking me, the nurse checked me and I was four centimeters. And so I'm thinking, okay, like I have some time here. So my sister and my mom go to get our stuff. My husband's there with me. And I keep having contractions as she's like trying to check me in and ask me all these questions. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, it's just the, the waves keep coming. And so all of a sudden I had a very intense contraction and the nurse just stops and goes, I'm going to go get her a room. And the, my doula was like, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get, we, we just go get to the room and I just dropped to the ground as soon as we got in the room. And, um, I felt the most intense contraction and it scared me because it was mm. so intense. And I thought, Oh my gosh, there's no way I can do it. Cause I thought I'm at a four and I was like, mm. there's, there's absolutely no way I can do this for another, you know, five hours, however long this is going to take. Well, as soon as I had that thought, I said, I'm going to need epidural. I told my doula and she goes, you know what? Let's just see where you're at. And I was like, okay. Well, so then the nurse had to, like, come under me on the floor, because I'm on the floor. (laughs) So she had to, like, come under me on the floor, because I couldn't move. And at that point, I started feeling the urge to push. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling the urge to push. Well, I've never done this naturally. Like, I have no idea what's happening. And um, the nurse was like, she's at a 10. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so as soon as I knew I was at a 10... I was like, well, this is happening like right now. Like I am, y'all get ready, you know? <laughs> and so wow. my husband had to lift me up onto the delivery table. I'm oh. like on all fours. Cause I couldn't move. And the nurse is like, Anna, you are going to have this baby on the floor, get off the floor. And I was like, I can't. Move. <laughs> so they just lift me up. My husband just lifts me up on there and the doctor literally came in. While I was pushing, I was, like, on the second push, and I only pushed, like, four times.
1: Wow. I went
2: from, like, a four to a ten in 45
1: minutes. (gasps) That's amazing.
2: Yeah, it was amazing. And she was out, like, within 45 minutes, and just – it was amazing. It was, like, the most beautiful birth. It was perfect. And and I don't know, it was just incredible, like, how God just, like – like tied the whole thing up with a bow is what mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, it was just so cool how he just took care of every little thing. And I even, I was so nervous to go to the hospital because I did not want them to do any interventions. Like, and I, right. just didn't. but I also knew I didn't have the fight in me to fight them unless it was going to hurt the baby. And, but God just knew like he took care of it. Like there was no way for them to even Start to intervene. Like, right there, <laughs> there was nothing that they could do. It was just like everybody. And like, I turn around once I get in the room, there's like 20 people in the
1: room and wow. everybody was just
2: like ready to go. So it was amazing.
1: Wow. I find it pretty supernatural too that um, because you had had a C section in the previous birth, for you to yes. have a V back while on blood thinners too. That yes, and I felt like the world you know for pain. doctors to be okay with that because I know a lot yeah. of women that that's a huge fight even just to be okay with a a V back right. much less one while you're on blood thinners too right right
2: yeah it was I, I did and and wanting you know them wanting to induce me like I just the the weeks leading up to the birth were me were a lot it was a lot of me having to let go mm-hmm. I had to let go and let God. Do do what he's gonna do because I could not control any of it, right. and I couldn't even like imagine it very well, just because I'd never done it, and I, you know, I hadn't been there. But that's the awesome thing is that God's been there,
0: mm-hmm. he's been to
2: our future, and He's already prepared the way for us. And it was like there was a point where I just had to be like, you know what, you're gonna take care of it. You're gonna take mm-hmm. care of the it. You're gonna take care of you know, my kids and where they're going to be. If it's in the middle of the night, if it's, you know, whenever it is, or if it's on the day of my induction, you're Mm -hmm. going to take care of it then. Like, I can't control any of it. So you're just going to have to, you're going to have to do it. And he, he did. It's just amazing how you trust in him. Like he will absolutely take care of you. And the only thing that happened, which I honestly, I will say I did not really even, speak to this too much um <clears throat> but then god still miraculously came through in the end but i did tear and i tore um a four mm-hmm. and so like fully all the way for those of you that oh, don't know wow. now. um and but what's amazing about it is like it was quite the recovery but I believed God, like, uh, like everybody's like, you're going to need pelvic floor therapy. You're going to need, you know, this, that, and the other, it could do this. It could damage this. Like, there's just so many things that could happen. And if you talk to anyone that's had a, a fourth degree tear, like they still have issues years later, like it can just be really, really bad. And I'm telling you, I'm three and a half months postpartum and I, it's fully healed. Like, it's oh. fully restored. I'm working out. Like, I'm doing full days of all the mom stuff, and I don't feel it. Like, it's it's amazing. And That's I actually awesome. – <laughs> I have a pelvic floor therapy appointment tomorrow just, like, to do, do, do due diligence. And I'm, like, I really want to cancel. Like, I don't need it. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't need it at all.
1: <laughs> That's so awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Praise God. That's such an awesome testimony. And I love, too, how – you were just talking about really like handing it over to God because I think um, I think it's great like with my first supernatural birth and and even my pre the next one after that I had like full lists of everything I wanted God to do and like uh-huh. you know this this and I think that's great I think that's so awesome to like y- you know ask for right. for specific that things works. yeah. But there's so much freedom in just being like, wow, like, God, I trust that your vision of this birth is even better than what I could imagine.
2: Right. Right.
1: You know, and there's so much, yeah, there's so much freedom in like just letting go.
2: Yes, Yes. There is so much freedom in that. And I think that, you know, for somebody like me, like I'm very much a planner. I like to know exactly what's happening, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's, us that God likes to stretch our faith in that way. Like, no, yeah, let's just not know. And let, <laughs> let's just trust me. because yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. And I wanted to touch on too um, before we got cut off in, in our previous podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, you were talking about just fear and, and what you walked through um, just, especially in your first trimester with your pregnancy after miscarriage. And I think it's so important. You mentioned too, just talking about that verse that, that says, um, you know, our fight is not against flesh and blood it's, but it's against spirits and, and that spirit of fear can feel so Mm -hmm. real, you know, um, but that does not mean that God has left you or he's not with you or he's not for you. But, um, but I think a lot of women struggle with fear and and not just in that first trimester but all throughout pregnancy yeah yeah, um but I just think that's so good that you were able to fight that you know and it is a daily battle There, there are days where where we struggle with fear yeah um but yeah I think that was so good too so I wanted to touch on that
2: yes absolutely yep and I feel like you know it's okay if you're fighting it. I feel like sometimes even like I would feel guilty that I was fighting it and Mm -hmm. that's okay. You're, you're, you know, you're fighting it. That's the point. You're not letting it. Fear can come, but you don't let, you don't have to let it nest in your head. You know, you don't have to let it plant in your head. You can, you can fight it off. And Mm -hmm. that was huge for me
1: yeah and fighting too you mentioned fighting on the offense rather than the defense so instead right. of like letting the enemy come into your territory right? like you going into his and saying yeah. no I'm, no, I'm not receiving that yeah
2: exactly yes this is your line and you're not crossing it and if yeah. you do it's not going to be good for you <laughs> right just like you do with your kids no. <laughs> right Right. exactly you're the boss I'm the boss <laughs>
1: exactly but you're right I mean like Jesus did he died for all of that though so like Absolutely. I feel like he wants us to to carry that authority because it's his you know and yes. Yes. Um, he died for us to have that so yeah. I yes. think that's so good Absolutely. um yeah. tell me a little bit more about your podcast that you do so that other mm-hmm. moms listening can can learn more about that
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so it's called Mama's Village and it Arrows. And um, it is basically what I try to do is connect the word of God with parenting and practically implementing that into um, our parenting. So I kind of try to take everyday situations and biblically approach it um to from disciplining and just training our kids mm-hmm. to grow up and you know become little warriors of their themselves you know for god so and to mm-hmm. fulfill their destiny and just kind of like the whole thing is you know that our um, kids are arrows in our quiver and that our job is to point them to where they should go so kind of just try to practically point you know help parents apply that um so yeah and it's very candid like you, <laughs>
1: like you said I did listen yeah, to it and it. I was I loved it <laughs> I thought it was so awesome and as, as a <gasps> mom I've, I've got a 12 almost four-year-old and then a two two and a half yeah two and a half okay. and then I'm pregnant yeah. again so oh, I yes. I need all the mom mom advice I can get but I just loved how it, it was not. just so encouraging well, good. and I feel yeah. like That's what moms need. That's what we need.
2: Yes, we do. We do. We need to know we can do this. (laughs) With (laughs) God, we can do this. That's (laughs) right. Yes.
1: And I just love um, just your testimony of how beautiful that birth was. And just, you know, every day is such a walk, like with the Holy Spirit. It's not like. A plus B equals C for everyone, you know, and, and you really did have to walk through something where you had to really trust the voice of the Lord over what, you know, you probably thought you should do. um, Right.
2: Yes. Which I think
1: is so awesome. And and we need to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what's right for me might not be right for you. Mm -hmm. You know, when it, when it comes to the word of God, that's, you know, definitely our, um, our box that we need to be in. But outside of that, we have to just let God lead us and know mm-hmm. that my story is not yours. Yours isn't mine. And it's okay that maybe what's right in my mind might not be where God's leading me. And so that was the big, a big thing that I learned in this. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, one thing I feel like you just have a special anointing, especially for just speaking over women who have walked through miscarriages um, especially knowing that you had really stood on God's word and, and still lost the baby and, and experienced that disappointment and that frustration, um, and maybe even anger, sadness, you know, all the emotions, right. Absolutely. what would you tell women who are walking through that now or who have walked through that? Yeah. Um, seek God, seek God and
2: ask him all the questions and know that. He is ready with some answers for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my answer might not be yours. I do think that what God did reveal to me is a um, is something that could be an answer for a lot of people because I do feel like people walk through that a lot, like just not um, be, renewing their mind in that specific area. But I think that everybody has you know, their own walk. And I think that that is just to just seek God and seek what he, you know, his answers, you know, God says like, knock and the door will be opened for you. Seek and you Mm -hmm. will find. And I think that that would be my biggest thing that I would tell somebody that has walked through that. And God loves you. He loves Mm -hmm. you, loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you. He loves you so Mm -hmm. much. And, um, he wants your heart's desires to be fulfilled in your Mm
1: -hmm. life. Amen. Yes. And you're not alone too because they're absolutely not. Yeah. So many women have walked through that. Yeah. 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 yeah that's you so good.
2: not alone. That is for sure. There's a, not, not many people know, you know, my testimony. And I think that you look at a lot of people and you just think, oh, look, they just have three kids, you know, but you don't really know their story. And I think that you're right. You're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. So mm-hmm. many people experience so many things with with fertility and pregnancy and all the things
1: so. yeah was there anything um left that you want to touch on before we closed it up um I don't think so I feel like I've just talked your ear off so no it was so great <laughs> I love I love like hearing women's stories. I think it's so encouraging, even if I'm not pregnant Yeah, or, you know, but yeah. I just love hearing like what God does in people's lives and yeah. um, just how, you know, I feel like pregnancy too is such a vulnerable time in a woman's life where yeah. where you really are having to lean on something. And I feel oh gosh, so yeah. sorry for the women that don't have the Lord because- mm. I can't imagine walking through pregnancy without God and, and without faith and, and um, His Word. So I just think it's, um, I don't know, it's so encouraging to hear yeah. what God does in other women's lives. But I would for love, sure. I think it'd be awesome if you could pray maybe specifically for women um, who are walking through what you've walked through. Yeah, definitely, or maybe that are believing um, for mm-hmm. another baby that haven't received it, and you know, even if you have been pregnant before, I know some women that might have one baby and then mm-hmm. have a really hard time getting pregnant afterwards. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, would you? Yes. Would you want to close this up in prayer? Yes, for sure. Okay. Awesome,
2: Father God, we just love you so much, Father. I just thank you for each and every woman listening to this podcast right now. And I just, I pray over all the women that are um, trying to get pregnant right now. And father, we just speak to those bodies in Jesus name and we just pray conception over them in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your perfect timing and that your perfect Mm. will is done in their lives. Lord, I just pray over anyone that has had a miscarriage, Um, Lord, I just pray that, um, you would just heal their hearts from that father. I thank you, Jesus, that you are our ultimate counselor and our healer, and that you, um, just have this amazing ability to meet us where we are and, um, and touch our hearts and heal our souls, Lord. And I just thank you that you can do that for each woman that has experienced that loss, Lord, and, um, that you do not, um, they do not go unnoticed with you lord that you are literally that they are on your tv all the time and you are watching over them and that you are guiding them and leading them father to be able to um know what to do next lord and that um as they, um, try to get pregnant again, that you just lead them through that as well. And that you help them Lord with any fear that they might have and help them mm-hmm. to, or any unanswered questions that you help them to understand. And father, I just pray that, um, they would um, be able to lean and rely and trust in you, Lord, knowing that, um, that you do have all the answers and sometimes those answers are answered in heaven, but, but you do have mm-hmm. those answers for them. And I just pray, Lord, that you would um, just lead them and guide them through that father in Jesus name.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I pray blessing over all the women listening and for Anna and her family, Lord, her new baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I just come against any fear. Lord, I ask that your voice be so much louder than any lie of the enemy that mm-hmm. comes against us. I pray supernatural faith for women believing for babies, for women believing for supernatural pregnancies. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. This was so, or Han- Anna. Wow, <laughs> this good. was so awesome. <laughs> yes. um, can Thank we you. know um, where? Or can women know where to get into contact with you if they want to reach out to you? Maybe yeah. ask you a little bit about your story, or listen to your podcast, or yeah, yeah let us know what's Absolutely. the best place to do that.
2: Um, so I would say Instagram um, at Village Mamas would be okay. the best place. Um, that account's not private, so you can just go ahead and follow
1: and message me anytime. I am fully available so awesome and i yeah yeah, i want to encourage women if you're listening and you feel a special connection with anna or you just need encouragement reach out to her she's so amazing
2: would love it (laughs) great well thank Um, you anna thank you so great talking to you all Uh, right all
1: right bye bye hey supernatural mamas i'm libby and today i'm going to talk about how to prepare for a supernatural labor, delivery, and postpartum. And I've come up with some ways um, just that have really helped me, kind of like a blueprint on um, things that I default to when I'm just not feeling it. And I wish I would have had something that, like this with my first birth um, when I was believing for a supernatural childbirth, and I wasn't really sure where to start. So I'm going to start with introducing myself. I'm Libby. I'm a mom of three boys, 12, 4, and 2 and, a half. and I'm also currently pregnant with my fourth baby. I'm 24 weeks long and super excited. And honestly, this time has been really hard believing for a supernatural childbirth. I had a really hard first trimester with this baby. And um, because of that, I feel like the enemy really wanted to just kind of take my hope, but I feel like God has restored that, and here are some ways that were really helpful to me in preparing. So I'm also a doula, and I'm so thankful I've got to like experience birth um, kind of in a different sense because I'm able to really watch and um, be a part of it without actually being experiencing it. And, um, I love birth. I, I think birth is like the coolest thing ever that God created. And so yes, let's go ahead and start. So one question I wanted to, um, really hit on or highlight, um, was when do I start preparing for childbirth? Um, when do I start preparing for a supernatural labor and delivery? Do I do it right when I get pregnant? Do I do it before I get pregnant? Do I do it, you know, not till the very last trimester of pregnancy? So I want to say that it's never too early or too late to start preparing for supernatural childbirth. With my second birth, um, my second pregnancy, I didn't actually even know about supernatural childbirth or really what the word of God said about birth until I was, close to the end of pregnancy. I was about 36 or 37 weeks pregnant and I went on to have an amazing uh, n- non-medicated supernatural water birth and it was just incredible and um, but I also know women that start preparing before they even get pregnant so I really don't think that there's any you know it's never too late. Um It's also never too early. I think um, you know to know about birth, to educate yourself, to start believing for the things that God has for you before. Um, so how how do we start preparing? Um, so I'm going to go, I have about 11 things and I'm going to talk about each one of those. So number one, um, I feel like this is the most important one. That's why I put it at the very top. It's fill yourself with the word of God daily. Renew your mind daily. Take every thought captive. Um, Start believing the word of God over the word of others or opinions or, um, you know, the voice of the enemy. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart so that we see um, in the Bible it says that the word of God is a living thing. It's, it's alive. It's active. We need to be filling ourselves with it daily. Um, not just when we're pregnant. This is all the time. But, you know, sometimes we can't decipher, like, what God is really saying versus what the world is saying. So that's why we need the word so that we know the truth, that we're walking in the truth. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 says, The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the word of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And I want to highlight that part because oftentimes our feelings and our emotions and what others say and even what doctors might say feels like the truth. But we have to take those thoughts captive. We have to take that um, those things that others are saying captive and make them obedient to really what God is saying and believe that over anything else. Um, Matthew four four says, And Jesus answered, it is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the word of God is so important. And this isn't just the spoken word in in the Bible, but it's the spoken word to you personally. Like, what is God saying to you about your birth? And then if somebody says something that's contrary to that, you know, taking that with a grain of salt um, and really believing what God says over somebody else's opinion over your feelings over your emotions and trust me I know that is really hard to do Um, but it's helped me so much just being in the word um, going back to the word of God when there's something said that doesn't line up Um, a great source that I use almost daily because it's that good is called Childbirth in the Glory by Janet Mills, and you can find this in book form, on audiobook, on YouTube. I listen to it on Spotify, but it's basically um, just a recording of a woman speaking the word of God over you, over your body, over your baby, and just filling yourself with that um, is so helpful. So number two, pray. Build your personal relationship with God. First Thessalonians 5 16 and 17 says, Rejoice. Always pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. And Ephesians 6 18 says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer, prayer and prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. So it's God's command that we do pray, that, you know, this grows our personal relationship with God. Sometimes it's easier just to run to other people or run to other things. Um, but I feel like having that really personal relationship with Jesus and and praying and, um, you know, rather than worrying, going to him first before you go to anybody else, um, that's going to build your faith and and just build your relationship with him. So number 3. This is take care of your body. Exercise. Um this it's like training for birth. So um you know just like in, in any situation we are we are made, you know, we have a mind, we live in a body, we have a soul. Um we have to take care of our bodies. I think you know Having faith is one thing and having faith is amazing, but we also have to take care of our physical bodies for birth and educate yourself on, you know, the process of birth. And a lot of times that eliminates fear because when you start to learn about how your body works, when you start to understand the process of birth, you understand that God created us so incredibly perfect, um, that there's really no fear about giving birth, so as much as we can, um, you know, eat a good diet, get outside, feed your soul with good things that are pleasing to God. Your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, so we have to treat it that way. Training for birth, too. A lot of times when I talk to my clients, I, especially first-time moms, I'm like, w- you're training for a marathon, okay? Um, I've never seen somebody try to run a marathon without training, that would be disastrous. You, you would not finish it. <laughs> you probably wouldn't even get, you know, a quarter of the way through. So training for birth, really, it is training your body as well and making sure that, um, you know, you're giving yourself the best, um, you know, chance at being able to have a supernatural childbirth and, and just having a great birth in, in general, just taking care of your body. So Practice. Um, practice breathing techniques, practice birthing positions, practice getting into a quiet place. And I do this like in the shower. I'll I'll practice breathing. Um, You know, I'll get on my birth ball or just even just get into a, a place where I'll turn my music on and just kind of worship and just get in a quiet place. And um, I do this even while I'm walking. I try to take Walks outside, and as a busy mom, sometimes that's the only exercise I can get, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, getting outside and just um, breathing, and you know, practicing everything that that you can uh, related to birth. So, some great sources for that are Bridget Taylor on YouTube, and her channel is called Built to Birth. And she just has some great resources telling you, um, you know, educating you on birth itself, on ways that you can breathe, on um, different birthing positions, on things that can help the baby be in a good position for birth. So all of these are really, really great things to know. Another great source is called Mama Natural. And the founder's name is Genevieve, Genevieve Holland. And you can find her on YouTube as well as her website, mamanatural.com. And um, there's also something called Spinning Babies, if you've heard of that. Um, That's another online website um, where it shows you different positions that you can help, um, you know, get your baby in the optimal position for birth as well. There's also some great books out there that can help you understand the process of birth. My favorites are Home Birth on Your Own Terms by Heather Baker And Ina May's Guide to Childbirth by Ina May Gaskin. And I will go ahead and put this out there that I don't think, um, by reading the books, I don't know that either of them are believers. I would kind of guess that maybe they're not. Um, And so take, you know, they might have some other spiritual stuff in there that you might want to leave out. But as far as like the talking about the process of birth and different ways that are helpful... Um, for labor, things like that. I would definitely read that, educate yourself um, as much as you can on the process because as you do that, as you get um, a better understanding of how birth works, you start to trust your body. And really, like God wants us to be able to trust our bodies because He designed us for birth. Um, so it's truly incredible. Number four is practice. And That kind of plays off number three, but, um, you know, practice, practice getting into the presence of God, practice breathing, practice getting into a quiet place. I know that's hard to do, especially if you're a mom, but you will not regret getting into that place because when labor does come, you know, you're already going to understand, okay, this is how I get to that place. If you're constantly like overstimulated and constantly busy and, You know, you, it's really hard to, when labor hits, to come to a place of rest and, um, yeah. So I just want to say practice. (laughs) Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So praise, worship, give thanks, breathe, those are all great things to practice. If you're not doing it now, you should start. You can even do this with your kids. If you have other kids, you know, turn on a worship song and go dance in your living room or sit on your yoga ball or, um, sorry, yoga ball, birthing ball, whatever you call it. Um, you know, just get into that place of, of praising God and, you know, just kind of like, throwing everything off that the world has for you and just kind of getting into that place um, of quiet and, yeah, his presence. So number five is, I know this might sound a little harsh, so forewarning, but I believe that this truly, truly matters. Um, Remove every person or thing that is a negative source. Speaking into your pregnancy, or birth and stop giving people real estate in your life. So don't let other be, others be a source of discouragement to you. And I know this is uh, maybe a controversial subject because maybe some people that are a negative source to you might be even family. Um, it might even be your husband. It might be your best friend. You know, it might be somebody that you feel really close to. And you know, I'm not saying go and remove them and don't be their friend or don't talk to them. That That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, you know, if these people have a say in your life and they're speaking, you know, words of discouragement over you, that really, really affects you and affects your spirit, especially during pregnancy when you are standing on God's word, when you are believing for a supernatural childbirth. Um, that can be really, really discouraging. So, Get to a place where you can take what they say and, you know, let it roll off you. You know, kind of like water on a duck's back. Like just what they're saying to you, don't let it have real estate in your life. And don't let it get to a place where it discourages you. Um, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So surround yourself with people that encourage you and that will believe with you for a supernatural childbirth. With my first supernatural childbirth that I was believing for, my husband wasn't even standing with me in faith. He wasn't even a believer at the time. And so I had my mom and my sister were the only two people I could talk to. And I I was so grateful for them. They had never heard of supernatural childbirth or believing that way. Um, so it was really a miracle that they stood with me and believed with me for that. Um, but they did and I'm so thankful for that. So I want to say don't be discouraged if maybe there's only one person you can talk about that with. Um, if you don't have anyone, ask the Holy Spirit to bring those people to you. Um, this is also why we have Supernatural Childbirth Mamas to encourage each other to build each other up. And I would encourage you too that if you need prayer, if you need someone, um, you know, reach out to one of the leaders, reach out to someone you might feel connected with that can stand with you and believe with you. That's what we're here for. All right, so number six is get rid of fear. Fear um, can be debilitating in pregnancy and birth. And um, I know that fear can feel so powerful. Um, but it's a lie. It's straight from the pit of hell. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And we know that perfect love casts out all fear. So what are some ways that we can get rid of fear? Um, number one is pray and ask God to, li- to deliver you from it. Um, fear is a spirit. It's a spirit of fear. And kind of recognizing it in that way. It doesn't belong to you. You know, God does not give us a spirit of fear. Um, So it is a spirit. And it's something that we don't have to agree with. So um, praying and asking God to deliver you from it. You can tell it to leave. Like you have the authority. Christ has given us the authority through him to tell fear to go in Jesus' name. So if you are having thoughts of fear if it feels overwhelming to you, you can pray and just say it out loud, in the name of Jesus, fear you have to go. And then you just start to fill yourself with the word of God. Um, so focus on what God says over the fear that you are feeling. Take um, Talk to another believer about it. Get them to pray with you. Um, you know, don't A place of fear and discouragement we tend to stay there because we don't talk about it we don't open up to other believers so I would say if there's somebody that you trust um, that can pray with you that can help you you know don't be embarrassed about having fear don't be embarrassed about feeling discouraged um, we all experience it at some point in our walk so that was number six number seven Start speaking life over your body, over your pregnancy, over your birth, and over your postpartum. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21 says, From the fruit of our mouth a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those that love it will eat its fruit. So we see in Proverbs that it says that there's life and death in the power of our tongue. When we speak, we're speaking out words of life or we're sp- speaking out words of death. And so we need to take what we say very seriously. Um, and, yeah, so even if you don't feel great, you know, even if you don't feel amazing, one thing that's really helped me, um, this time I feel like I've struggled a little bit more with, like, gaining weight and just not feeling as beautiful and... Um, you know, just feeling kind of frumpy and yeah, just not super great. Um, but just start speaking over myself. You know what? No, I'm so thankful for this body that's growing life. I'm, I'm so beautiful in the way that God's made me and, you know, just start speaking the way that God speaks over you, over your body and start believing it. Number eight is ask, ask God for specific things. And then believe that you have received them. Matthew 7, 7-11 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Ask God. Ask God for things, specific things, you know? Like, if you're believing for a pain-free birth, ask God for that. If you're believing for a specific doctor, ask God for that. If you're believing God for finances, to have a specific kind of birth, ask God. Nothing is too big for Him. He's always faithful. He's always good. And He wants the best for you. And sometimes I think we just forget to ask, you know. And I feel like as I've believed for more and more supernatural births, I've started to ask for more and more things because God has been faithful um, to give me them. And, you know, I'm not saying that we don't, that we get everything we ask or, or that things always come out good. You know, there are there are times where we don't get everything, um, you know, but He still is faithful. He's still a good God. He still has the best plans for you. So ask Him. You know, some things that I asked for in my birth were that I didn't want to tear, that I, um, you know, wanted to have time... Um, you know, to find childcare for my kids and just make sure that they were well taken care of, that I could completely focus on the birth. And, um, you know, I was also driving an hour and 20 minutes away. My husband worked an hour away from me at the time of my last birth. So my prayer was to kind of have a long early labor so that I knew I was in labor. I could prepare, I could get my kids to where they needed to go. My husband could come home at a decent time to get ready with me. And it was really incredible how God worked all that out. And so the things that I've asked for, I really have received. Um, so ask. Ask God. Number nine, um, let God be a part of everything. So let the Holy Spirit guide you in every situation. I, I just want you to know, like, it, it is a daily walk with God. And sometimes it's easy to try to pick things up ourselves and try to take it on ourselves. And it's really not our job, you know, with finances, with finding, um, the best provider for you, the best birth team, the best, you know, people to support you and be with you for your birth. Let God be a part of that. Ask him to provide those people. Ask him to provide the finances, um, cause he will do it. He'll come through. He's always faithful. Number 10 is stop believing the lies stop it one lie that I often come across is that um, your birth or your previous births weren't supernatural and I just wanted to really highlight this because I think a lot of women get discouraged they've had a birth and let's say things didn't go as planned maybe they had to have a c-section or they got an epidural or Maybe their baby had NICU time or they had maybe issues postpartum. And I feel like the enemy can get us into a place of feeling like defeated, feeling like, oh, well, you see, you didn't have a supernatural birth because of this and this and this. Or, you know, I feel like that's a lie. Um, All birth is supernatural. All birth is a miracle from God. Every birth, no matter how you experienced it, even if there was pain, even if you tore, Um, you know, God was with you and God protected you. He protected your baby. So we have to remember that when the enemy comes after us to try to be like, oh, well, you know, you didn't have a supernatural birth the first time. So, you know, you can't have one again, or, you know, maybe God's already given you a supernatural birth. So this time, you know, those are all lies. Um, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So even if your situation didn't end up how you wanted it to, God is still going to use that. Um, He's still going to use that for his good. And, yeah. So just trust that God, God has a better plan. And sometimes we don't always see the big picture. So number 11. Build your faith. Um, Listen to testimonies. Listen to things that that help you grow spiritually, whether they be teachings or testimonies or the word of God spoken over you. Some resources that I love and that I go to are Full Joy Mom on YouTube. Her name is Dawn Marie. That's her channel name is Full Joy Mom. And another one I love is called My Flourishing Fam, like short for family, F-A-M on YouTube and they're just short, like 15 minute teachings. It's actually, there's actually a supernatural childbirth, um, testimony on that channel, but I think the husband kind of took it over and he, he does like weekly teachings that like just are so good. And I listen to those. Um, I also have a supernatural childbirth playlist on YouTube, um, that I go to and I watch or listen to them when I feel like I just need to be filled with, with just, you know, a testimony. I just need that. I need to hear that. Revelation 12, 1 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I truly believe that there is so much power in testimonies and just listening to what God has done for others because God is no respecter of persons. What he does for someone else, he can do for you. And just start believing that. So I have hit on all 11 things. I'm going to make sure to post this with the podcast on our Supernatural Childbirth Mamas Facebook group so that you can go back to it and read over them if you need to. Um, one thing I also wanted to talk about was um, some, sometimes we have a hard time, and I, I want to say this is a daily thing, okay? I've actually didn't really want to post this podcast because I thought, man, I'm just like unworthy. I don't, I don't have it together every day. But you know what? That's the beauty of it is, is God does. We don't have it together every day. Like some days, I feel very discouraged. I don't feel like the things that I'm believing for are actually going to come to pass. But I recognize that that's a feeling that that doesn't have control over me. Um, You know, some days I have a bad attitude and I just you know, God is so much bigger than that. So just recognize that it's, it's a day to day thing. It's a daily thing that we give to God. Um, it's a daily thing that we believe for. It's a daily thing that we have to ask for. Um, and yeah, so if you're, what if you are having a hard time believing for a supernatural childbirth? What if you're having a hard time with, with your faith or you feel like your faith is so small? Well, there's good news. Um, God is the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one who gives us faith. So if you don't feel like you have enough or that you can't believe for this, ask God. Ask God to confirm it. Ask him to give you the faith to believe for it, and he will. Um remember that having a supernatural childbirth is not based on your performance. It's not based on you getting up every day and making sure that you're in your word and praying and and, like, if you don't believe for it one day, then, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. Or, you know, these are all lies of the enemy to come against you. It's not based on your performance. If you yelled at your kids one day, that's not going to take away the gift of supernatural childbirth. You know, this is a gift, um, a free gift that was given to us through the shedding of his blood on the cross. So he died, um, you know, to heal our diseases, to, to set us free from pain. And we have to believe that. So just remove that lie that you have to somehow earn this, that you have to be good enough to, to receive this. That's not true. Um, it's simply just holding fast to the promises that God has for us because we're children of God. We can't earn it. We can just receive it. Um, yeah, so... Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, yeah. Believe the good things that God has for you. Just remove the way that the world thinks. It's, um, you know, it doesn't line up with the word of God. Some of my favorite scriptures on faith are Hebrews chapter 11 and Romans chapter 4. And I feel like I keep going back to those um, constantly. And it really just talks about God's faithfulness. Like um, there's a scripture in Psalms where it says basically like get up in the morning thanking God and for his goodness. And like go to bed praising him for his faithfulness. And I will have to find that scripture because I know I butchered that. But basically <laughs> like remember God's faithfulness. And Hebrews 4. Or Sorry, Hebrews 11 and Romans chapter 4 really just talks about, um, you know, how God has been faithful to Moses, to Abraham, to Gideon, to all these people in the Bible that were trusting him and that stood on his word over their circumstances. Like even Sarah, believing what God said about having a baby when she was way past, you know, the years that she would be able to bear children, you know, and standing on God's word and receiving Isaac. And, you know, there's so many examples of how faithful God is if we stand on his word and we trust him. And I feel like it all goes back to trust. If you trust, if you have a picture of God, that he is good, that he's trustworthy, that he's faithful, that he loves you, um, that's what we have to focus on. And so I encourage you, get to know the character of God. Get to know who he is because as you start to understand who he is and how much he loves you, um, it grows your faith. And it helps us just to understand that he is faithful. He always comes through on his promises. And so we can stand on them no matter what, um, what we're going through and what we're experiencing. So I hope this encouraged you. I apologize. My voice is a little raspy. I'm getting over a cough, so it probably didn't sound great, but I still hope it was encouraging. And I just wanted to share it the ways that are super helpful to me in preparing and believing for supernatural birth, delivery, postpartum. Um, yeah. So I just want to pray over everyone who is listening to this podcast. Um, yeah. So, Father, I just thank you for every mother, every mother-to-be that is listening to this podcast. I pray faith over them, Father. I pray the gift of faith over their lives right now, that they would start believing for the things that you have for them, that they would stand on the promises of your word. God, I come against all fear in the name of Jesus. I tell it to go. I come against every doubt, every place in their mind that that feels like they can't believe for this, God, I pray that it would go in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would teach us, Lord, how to prepare. Um, Teach us, God, the ways that you've designed our bodies to be perfectly and wonderfully made, to bring forth life, to give birth um, to babies, Father, that you've just designed us so perfectly. And I pray that we would stand on your word no matter what circumstances we go through, no matter what comes our way, God, that we would stand on your word um, in complete faith. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bye, mamas.